Well, we are here finally for another Ask Mom and Dad where so many different things are going on because I can't figure out what needs to be done or not be done, so I'm figuring stuff out along the way. But um, that's okay. So I'm here with Tanya today. Tanya, say hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. You've seen me around. I, well, I know, but we're we live in we're in house. a pretend land where we only see one another oh. on camera. Pretend and if land. yeah, pretend land Got on camera it. makes it very much such that you know you can't know what I've been like or where I've been <laughs> for the last thirty odd days. Because <laughs> that's been what we life or has been we like. Took the break from. Yeah, we took this break forever, um, and uh, well, we've we. Uh, in fairness, we were trying to uh, do podcasts when we took the break. We headed yeah. to Missouri for a family reunion. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to try that again. We headed to Missouri for a family reunion. Articulate, articulate, articulate. And um, it's a good, I mean, the word itself is a good vocal exercise. Yeah, articulate. That's true. <laughs> um, and that's, can, what, what better thing when you come up with a word that means something that's actually useful for the something for which it means? That's probably what words are designed to be anyway, but I'm just going to stop there. That's called onomatopoeia i think that's what it is when <laughs> Had a, a lot word of penis? says the things that sounds like it yeah 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 that makes sense um okay so um where were we oh so we were at uh the family reunion in missouri and i took all of the equipment well some of the equipment and worked yeah. out this great way that we were going to do everything and it was all set to go and we set it up and we recorded it and it was kind of windy outside so i was going this is probably going to be a problem and I got back to my um, editing suite, you know, and, and sure enough, it was sounding great. And then the first real wind came along. Well, what was funny was I should have known there was a problem when we we're recording. And in the midst of that the... recording, one of the cameras kept yeah, trying to blow blow, blow over. It was a problem. So anyway, um, yeah. So It was worth a try. Yeah. So it was like, okay, well, I guess this is a done deal. So we'll go back to town next week and... And we'll do the next day, mom and dad, and just tell everybody, and we'll talk about family. And and then you proceeded to lose your voice for yes. about a full month. <laughs> it, it was the longest voice losing thing I think I've ever ever experienced. I've lost my voice off yeah. and on, yeah, but for a week I mean, or so, but yeah, but this was the first time it was. Losing it. I <laughs> kept losing it and losing it. And it was like no matter what, and it, and it wasn't getting better. It was just like, and even now, just talking about it. I'm, <laughs> makes you want to drink water oh my gosh well it still doesn't to me still doesn't sound completely full back to but i think it is it's just i got used to kind of that where i could barely hear you so that's interesting well i know and i and i'm glad that you enjoyed your um freedom from amplification it's, oh no no i still had we still had as much trying to talk to each other as normal you just yeah. ruined your voice most days <laughs> to talk to me. Well, okay so i like talking to you I mean, what do you want me to do it's just one of those things um yes. so we haven't been around because we've been i've been broken and uh in the process of that time i've tried to figure out other ways to upgrade or or figure out how to do things a little bit better with our um audio or whatever and just kept breaking stuff because that's what I do real well. Anyway, so we're trying it again. Yeah, so we're back. We're back. We're working on things being where they need to be. And and in the meantime, we've lost just about all of our family that were around us. Quite a, quite a bit of 
change has happened. <laughs> yeah, everybody that loves us has moved away. No, 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 everybody, no. Don't belittle the ones who are still here. They're here, not everyone. We have little ones? No, I said don't belittle the ones who are still here. And yes, we still have even a couple grandkids near us. We, so we're still in Washington. Several of our uh, kids and three, I guess, of our grandkids, two of our grandkids have moved now south and east toward Missouri and Texas and maybe Tennessee and wherever. So, um, but we still have two grandkids around here, one daughter and her husband and also a son who's stationed nearby. So, and then one who still lives with us that we frequently forget exists poor guy i think he uh, oh yeah that's yeah that, 17 year old that after that that our I, w I like to refer to him as our surprise pregnancy <laughs> because we had six i mean that's only you weren't we done well <laughs> we were done but we you know six rhymes with that other thing that causes seven um and uh i know i'm a terrible that wasn't a rhyme that wasn't that doesn't work Anyway, no, I didn't actually, we're going to stop God dwelling on that when i was here, trying to say something and there stupid. are several stories why god wanted him to be here and how we knew that so we just need to not forget that he's still in our home. Okay, so what we did in the, I mean, and in all fairness, let me just tell we you, we were sitting in a field <laughs> talking about family with the wind blowing. It was warm out, but it wasn't too warm. The wind was cool. And I'm just telling you, it was the perfect conversation. The, the videography was great. And um, I'm not going to share any of that with you because why bother? But you and I were talking about family and the importance of family. Why don't you tell me a, a little bit about the Hinkle ex family experience growing up? <laughs> um, although you're, you're not a Hinkle. That's your mother's side of the family. You're a Bollinger right. um, is your maiden name. That's your, and, uh, but still, the Bollingers didn't gather as much as the Hinkles did. Mm -hmm. The Bollingers did Tuesday lunch or something, didn't they? Well, um, yeah, actually they did at my grandma's house, the, that, that particular family. The Bollingers are from that area, so there's quite a few of the different um, branches, I guess, of whichever great-grandfather that settled in that area. Um, Bollinger County is named after him. There was a, a Bollinger who settled Madison County and whatever. So there's a lot of Bollinger, um, you know, remnants left there. But, but yeah, I think what, because um, what I got from my grandma Bollinger, who was also a Lewis, um, that was her maiden name, and descended literally from the family of Mary Weller Lewis. Um, there was faith in her uh, background, and in my grandpa's too, but I, that strength of their faith did not um, come through in the reunions like it does in the Hinkle, and it's probably just because it's a little bit like, legitimately, I believe, rural versus city. So, um, my dad grew up in what would have been, you know, town proper. And I think there's a little bit harder, uh, uh, I feel like it's a little bit harder for them to actually do the family gathering thing. It's, it's not quite as needy of that because you've got other community that's built up around that. So you've got the whole of the town. Whereas in the rural areas, especially where my um, grandpa on my mom's side grew up, you have a lot more that they have. They had to work at gathering because they were further spread apart. They had, they had more land, like um, farming land and stuff like that. So, and then they also had family land. So, some of that was some natural gatherings with family, you know. 
So I think that's probably a dynamic I had really never had really never thought about until right now. Anyway, so <laughs> what faith on both sides, but um, legitimately trying to keep the family together. Some families work at that a little harder, maybe I guess that's the best way to put that. Maybe it's like I said more. Um, pointed because it's <coughs> spread out further, so they've got to gather um, back in purposefully as opposed to if you're living in the same town, you don't, you know, you kind of see each other off and on, so you don't work at that, like, yearly reunion kind the Bollingers of thing were as that much. Way. Is that what you're saying? The Bollingers were more in town. They you're, lived, yeah, they lived yeah. in that area, didn't really move out of that area quite as... Whereas uh, the Hinkles were... Extremes were, I guess. The Hinkles went uh, again, everywhere. Again, another theory. Well... Yeah, but my grandpa kind of was a traveler anyway, so yeah, they were kind of just. Tell me a little bit about your grandpa. A bit, and they were. Um, so, uh, which one? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Charlie. Thank you. Okay, so um, there were six kids. He and um, my grandma Zella uh, married. Goodness. Way back, I don't know the year they were married. Before the dawn of time. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was born. Um, Right before the turn of the century, but I don't actually know what year. Anyway, so lived to be about 88. Um, and Grandma, my Grandma Zella died when she was 65, I believe, um, in her sleep. And then Grandpa remarried a couple different times. Anyway, um, there was mostly about, mostly the Hinkles are about music. And I think that's another kind of glue that kept them gathering. Because when you're with, when you've got music as your kind of core, you you're drawn to others who also like music or do music, you know. So everyone in the Hinkle clan had some sort of connection to um, music, including music production. Because eventually, every one of the siblings have someone in their um, family who has produced an album. So it was very <laughs> important to yeah, no pressure that family, there. yeah, um, to do their music. Grandpa played um, the harmonica, and in, and just sang. Sometimes he would sing just um, a cappella at the top of his lungs. He also preached. Um, some was not wouldn't call himself a pastor, but definitely was a preacher. And in those days, you know, they would kind of um, fill the pulpits that were were needed, and they would help each other. Uh, in leadership there at those smaller community churches. So anyway, I don't think I don't think Grandpa ever had an actual pastorate that would have been paying because he was a carpenter as well. He mm -hmm. worked um, uh, making different, I'm not even sure all the different things that he made wood-wise, but he was a farmer as well. And during, during the summer they would travel to Washington and pick cherries and um, apples and made kind of an adventure out of the life so that's kind of the Hinkle clan but um, so every year we still try to gather as a Hinkle um, family on in from, from Charlie Hinkle's line now there's there's a larger Hinkle gathering that's grandpa's family <coughs> and there were 14 of them two of which died in infancy but um, so wait 12 living there was a Hinkle capital H-I-N-K-L-E <laughs> overall thing that was Grandpa's larger family. There's a larger family Hinkle reunion that happens every year as well. So I've, I've, I've never been to no, one of those. I don't go, I've only been maybe once or twice even. So that would have um, been the one that when you were really little interest. that you needed to go to with uh -huh. your mom or something. It's kind of Yeah, um, again, 
I've seen some film from that, but it would have been, so it would have been my grandfather's family. So that's why it just gets further and further, you know. And I think that's why it was important for, like, even now, my, me and my first cousins are kind of, find it important to try to gather back the Hinkle, Charlie Hinkle's grandchildren, because you lose contact with all those people. There's a lot of them, for one thing, and in ours is a little bit less, obviously, than Grandpa's family was. But, yeah, you try to just keep connections because you've got a lot of really, there's a lot of heritage there. And in, the, in that line, there's a lot of spiritual heritage. So it it's valuable to keep um, communication and knowing that you're praying for each other, knowing that you're supporting each other, even if you're spread out all over the globe somewhat, you know. So that's kind of been a really neat part of being involved in what I would say is probably the the truly gem of being part of a rural community because again you kind of work at it a little bit harder I think you need each other more when you're um, those poor farmer communities that really did kind of rely on the weather and and all kinds of different um, things to uh, you know that were outside of your hands to survive and to thrive and so I think that also glued them together a little bit more. I, I think I wish my mom was here we could interview her because that would probably, I would assume that would be one of the things she would say is that they needed each other and they drew together to support each other. <coughs> my mom grew up on a, what I would consider the closest to a homestead of uh, any that I've been familiar with, which would be that they produced everything they ate for the most part with the exception of a, a slight few things but including their own honey and um, sugar cane at times, um, and of course slaughtering meat and stuff like that. So, well, I mean, it's not beyond the fact that we might not be able to one day interview your mother. I mean, yeah. I'm learning the that tech, cool. so we'll figure it out. We'll just have her in a little yeah. box on her phone going, what, <laughs> what, what? No, no she's not that old, that's not. my mother. And for, me, it's, for me, it's always, mom, mom, take the phone off your ear. I mean, if I try to FaceTime my mother, I swear every time it it's is, I'm cheek. doing an ear exam. <laughs> And it's like, oh my gosh, mom, your ears look clean. Go ahead, yeah. Your mom is your mom is on top of it, man. She's she's Miss she Tech. I mean, to communicate with her grandkids and yeah, my mom, or at least her kids. <laughs> my mom's aware of her kids. Um, well, I, I, sh I can no longer pick on my mother about those things because she's actually <laughs> slipping into Alzheimer's. Yeah. So she was trying pretty hard. She knows who we are still, while, so we're pretty good. But and she made an effort at some point, but. Oh, dear, dear mama, I love you so much. Um, but so to the thing, oh gosh, I lost it because I, I just gloriously ADHD'd into my own family for a second there. Um, but that's why we're talking about your family. It's so much more interesting. Um, well, talk about yours for a second. Well, mine was different. We, we had a um, family reunion every year for a while, but it was a Christmas reunion. I think mine mm -hmm. was a lot more like... Um, Probably like your your bowl, the bowling your side. Mm -hmm. uh, we weren't small town. I grew up in in yeah, a suburb of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. My mother, uh, my my father, um, didn't have any kind of reunion side or anything that I'm aware of. He was one of two boys. He and his brother were estranged. Um, Although wasn't your grandma part of a pretty larger family? I, yeah, uh, but I never. There was this. You know, she married off, and I, and and I was young and never really understood what Matri's. I mean, she lived what to 104 years of age, and yeah. her a lot of her family's a mystery. <laughs> to me other than names I would know names of people that get referenced but I didn't really know her that well but on the other side of that grandma um, which again what I was speaking into the urban setting the sad thing about that is they probably did know and probably kept connections but not purposefully because they probably lived within proximities of each other 
The sad thing about that is you lose contact without realizing you've lost contact. I think that my dad would speak into that and say, yeah, you know, they, they met on Tuesdays to eat lunch with my grandma and um, grandpa. There, af after a while, after some of them had spread out, the, the core group got back together. And so whoever was available could come and eat. But I think they, they legitimately lost contact because they had close contact kind of as a given rather than having to work at it. So then when it when what do you, what do you there, mean, though, when you there. say working at it in um, well, for and, like an urban having, situation? You know, calendared reunions. It's not. It's when you feel like you see each other often. You don't. I, I feel like you don't have that necessity of a purposeful. We're going to meet because the the Hinkles kind of decided, and I don't remember where or how or who even. I think it may have been my mom and her siblings decided they didn't want to lose contact completely and they had spread out, you know, somewhat around Missouri mostly, but and close enough that they could still gather, far enough that they couldn't see each other often, so they wanted to get, so they set a time. Um, it was to be around 4th of July weekend, most time it was right before, like the weekend before, for, for every year. Before that, they were trying to gather at Christmases. It was a little difficult because they had to find places and it was winter and stuff, so I think uh, going towards summer made it so they could go recreational things and it'd be outdoors and some of that. So anyway, I'm just saying those purposeful reunions may have been more um, or less obvious when you're in the city and you think you're going to run into each other. It's not as um, high priority, maybe. Yeah. Right? Okay. So I see what you're, you're saying. saying. So yeah. So what you're saying basically is, if you're making the assumption and you're fast powered, you're fast high powered go get them life that you're just gonna cross each other's paths <laughs> because you're too busy to think about high actually being high powered go get them life. That's what Fredericktown was exactly. <laughs> it has exactly how many coffee I'm shops? <laughs> has a drive-through coffee shop and according to Catherine, it doesn't even have one does coffee sell, shop now. Have a McDonald's even? I did for a few minutes. Uh, yeah, there's a McDonald's there's and like, out by the well, now, out by the wall. About by the Walmart. Well, the wall. There's not enough oh. of it there to be a Walmart. It's just. Oh, I mean, that's not true. It's a big, nice 24-hour one. You stop it. It's, it is <laughs> a. It uh, is. You, you could drop one of the adjectives. It's a nice 24-hour one. Big for small town. I mean, you could put. Fred, let me just be clear. You could put Fredericktown, Missouri, inside of that Walmart. That is not true. All 4,000 people can okay. fit in that Walmart. Getting off the small easily. town. Easily. Making fun of the small I'm town. I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying that, okay, so on, <laughs> on to the Moving family on. thing. All I know is you wanted to leave your town. I was only wanted to leave some things in my town. <laughs> okay, there was. <laughs> no, I'll just leave that open. To go to the other side of town, as it were. Because yeah. Atlanta was big enough that you could. Yeah, I could have literally got across town and maybe never seen anybody, mm -hmm. you know, ever again. So you asked me about my family. My family uh, did a Christmas reunion, the Pittmans, my mother's side of the family, did a Christmas reunion every year. She was one of two children, um, three children. I don't know how I forget that one. The oldest, the older brother was um, Clayton Pittman, Sonny, also musical family, also mm -hmm. albums, but on the jazz circuit. Your mother, yeah. your family was in the um, Southern, Gospel. Southern Gospel circuit. Sonny played Dixieland mm -hmm. jazz, and he played up and down the uh, Mississippi River and got to play with the likes of Benny Goodman and all kinds of places. And was just kind of, I was too young to appreciate what it was to have a trombone player <laughs> in the family. Um, and, but, well, and your mom and my mom was a classical piano player. She was trained, she's the baby. Um, no, I'm sorry, she's not the baby, she's a second born child. Um, and she was classically trained at the University of Georgia and quit for some reason. Um, I think she got married. Um, 
I know she got married. I just think that's why she quit, where she got married. <laughs> okay. um, and then her baby brother did not go to college, Ricky. Um, he was always the cool kid to me, um, cool adult, because he had a Mustang and he worked in sporting goods, so he's always wearing fancy tennis outfits and mm-hmm. always, he was sales. You know, he was just a sales dude for, he was, I mean, nowadays I look at it and go, okay, so Ricky wasn't as cool as I thought he was. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, COVID, during COVID, his, he, he's um, the second of her brothers to pass, her older brother, Sonny, passed when I was 21 years old. I preached his funeral. Um, I don't know still to this day because they never told me what he died from. Um, and uh, and I mm. and I don't know that my mom remembers what he died from. But well, uh, talked about that. Well, he had a cancer. Anyways, I know something killed him. Um, and Ricky passed away with Alzheimer's and during COVID. He wasn't allowed to be. Um, anyway, long and the short of it was the family. <laughs> this is going to be one of those podcasts where, where am I at looking at? Where you're just going to have to deal with the fact that we're just rambling on. This is what we do when we talk. If you don't want to listen, why are you still here? Um, anyway, uh, <clears throat> we had our Christmas vacation I'm, I'm a, <laughs> singing a song no, Christmas vacation. Um, we had our Christmas party and I, I the reason I I, I'm I hanging in there to tell this you. story is because uh, I had Uncle Carlisle um, my, my um, grandma's brother and Carlisle fought in the second world first world war I think he was old enough to fight the first world war back then um, or at least coming off of it he, well, anyway he had um, a gun that he took off of, uh, of a German soldier Oh, and I just thought it was the most fascinating thing. And he loved to take it, it down and tell war. stories about it. Probably <laughs> was the Second World War. Because back then, you know, the guns were barrel musket loaded. I don't know. I don't remember much about the gun. I just remember my Carl was the coolest thing in the world. And he drank a little too much at the parties and got to be very much more fun to listen to. We had my um, cousin Buddy, who was the family gay. And, and I say that because at that time, that was not a thing that was, you know, culturally talked about at all. Everyone just kind of knew that he was different, but he was the coolest guy in the world. And he also passed away some years ago. Um, I think Did AIDS took him. Did you actually get to talk to him? I don't know, as you know, buddy. As an adult? As an adult, not really. Um, I think that what happened was our family reunions fizzled out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I say family gay, and, and that's just because that's the way I knew that when I was a kid, they were talked about, you know, or, th- or thought about. Um, and Buddy, but, but they, everybody loved Buddy. But there was also the family drunk. We were like this family of stereotypes. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And, and it was funny because it was during that party almost every year. And, I, and, and of course, my source of information is mom and dad okay. saying, well, you know, by nine o'clock, so-and-so is going to be drunk. Um, and by uh, so-and-so, you know, Buddy will be there with his and have to go somewhere because he's got to go meet his friends. It's and they quote of, that or something. It's kind of funny because your life, your, I mean, so opposite of mine, would have been something I'd watched on a movie and wondered if it was real. And yet something that you lived because you lived, again, no. in more, much more of an urban setting, obviously, than a small town, which I was... You know, just using as the term of what I meant when someone lives in town versus out of town. <laughs> no, my like my family is very much that of fodder for a situation comedy or <laughs> or maybe just a, a drama with a tragedy ending. I'm oh, not sure. Um, well, it's not the worst. I mean, like I said, I, I don't know why I'm unpacking well, my family. And I don't know if my mother would be calling me up if she could remember what and heard this. She'd be like, nope, that was wrong. That was wrong. Don't need to fact well, check me. It's just, I remember it was when you took me back to the one reunion I remember going to. I remember you kind of preluding it with, it's gonna be completely different than you've ever been used to, and and you felt completely out, like 
no one understood you and you didn't really get them even though you could tell all about them. I remember how out of sorts, I guess, I don't know how else to put that. I believe because of your faith, you you truly went back with the kind of, what are these people living for? Who are they? What, what purposes do they, you know, even... Um, that's have it. and you and you would go back with a, a genuine new identity that didn't fit into their scenarios I'm sad in the sense that you didn't feel like probably you could have ministered to them but I mean offered them what you had um, in Jesus but at the same time I could see where you're the you know the child you're the one that's going to be looked down on in a sense or maybe questioned about what your life is like right now because they would have all not seen you as someone to go asking questions to, you know, but it, it makes me sad. Well, I mean, when you and I got married, I was new. I was not new to my faith. I was new to calling and ministry and I was diverging from my family for the longest time. But I, I, um, we well, used to tell me that you felt more at home in my, yeah, that's what I was family. getting at. Your family was much more rich in tradition and faith. We had traditions, but they weren't necessarily faith. Not that, not what I understood faith to be. I mean, I was raised in the Southern Baptist tradition, but I think it would be fair to say that I was more, it felt more like a loose Episcopalian culturally. <laughs> um, we always say kind of a, more of a high church. Yeah, I used to make sure I used to first Baptist church. I always say that. So let's, let's exactly. move back to your family because it's far more interesting. <laughs> um, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, well, I don't know that I remember enough stories. I, my my yeah. memories are so vague. They're, you know, being in the basement of, of Carlisle's house. All my favorite parties. But okay, there's there was good people, but I, I'm as terrible with my own family as I am with anybody's family. I can't remember half of my grandmother and extended family. I don't know anybody's names. And I used to feel guilty for years that I'd go to these parties and I knew the keys. You know, I knew my key members. I knew about the Buddy and I knew about the Carlisle and I knew about the okay, the you know um, Ruby and I knew about the, and I, you know, and, and then, the, oh, don't forget the Chick-fil-A lady. I mean, you know, there was, but that's what I knew her for as a long time. She was the one aunt that I had that worked at Chick-fil-A and I wanted oh. to go see because she worked at Chick-fil-A and when you're well, 12 cool. and you can go to the mall and go to Chick-fil-A, heck, nowadays Chick-fil-A's are everywhere and still people act like I they're think, 12 when they go to Chick-fil-A. I think it's more that you didn't feel a connection to them as much as you might have felt to uh, my family and I think that does have a spiritual angle to it because I, I remember there was one of your aunt, uh, I think she was an aunt maybe, or maybe it was a cousin that was so kind to us and sent us um, like anniversary cards every year and um, and she always said she was praying for us and I remember really feeling connected to her but not even as much to your own mother and I, I feel like it has something to do with that because I I mean what we know of life in the spirit is that there are connections that you don't even have to say a word sometimes and you know the person next to you is you know, loving Jesus the same as you or, or connected in that sense that, that there's a bigger, broader sense of reality of life, be, uh, deeper. And I think then there's other people that you wonder if you can connect to them at all because the, you're not thinking on the same planes. You're not, you're not seeing life the same. And it, it often concerns me when relatives are that way because then you wonder what their, where their spiritual life is, what, you know, what their walk is like. I think that's what was so rich about going home 
for me always for the reunions with my family is they it was always a I I need to um, I need to what will be the word I need to connect collect from these people their love for Jesus I need to be near them because it it infuses me with life because they loved him with their heart and soul and every bit of the heritage that we shared was about that it was about worship it was about trusting in God it was a deep sense of there's more to this life than even just this reunion of faces that I love but there was there was depth you know every time we were together we we worshiped or we um talked about God's love for us or you know there, there was always that theme so it wasn't what's the latest gossip of so-and-so's life or what's the you know thing that or that's the person that such and such oh, and I know. I've heard a little that. gossip around some of those reunions but I get what you're saying what no I'm not saying there wasn't stories are there I'm, I'm kidding uh, I, I think that what I'm saying though is that was the reason I was drawn to go back to them and I'm saying that it sounds like um, maybe even just trying to make connections was difficult for you, but you weren't drawn to go back and make those connections because there wasn't. Am I right about that? Or yeah, I think I think what's important that what I'm there's something about the nature of the family that you were raised in that draws you to the larger family. Um, my larger family, yeah, I know that that's what I'm I'm I'm, I'm reiterating that back to you because I, I'm I'm there was something there that drew you and there wasn't that for me. I don't, I think it's because I don't think my mother and father, my dad too, was getting away from his family. He, like I said, he was estranged from his brother. He loved and took care of his mother. His dad was a kind of a grumpy old coot. And we used to, um, you know, joke about Hugh rolling up cigarettes in his garage for for years. Um, for, you know, if any, he's the poster child for the cancer society to say, not, I mean, for the cigarette company to say cancer society, prove us wrong. Yeah. I mean, smoked like crazy and died from something completely unrelated <laughs> um but uh <clears throat> there's there was something in your world your family was so interconnected it creates that to this day even though and and why and that's why i wanted to talk about this today was because we went to your family reunion mine no longer exists because my family was gathering around a um we're family so we get together and we talk about each other and talk to each other and we catch up. Your family, what you were just saying, and I know, and I, know I heard you, I think I heard you right in this, your family was gathering around something bigger than that. We're family and there's something inherently greater about who we are. I don't have a well, five-star no, theologian in my family tree. Who, you do. You know, there's a... Um, I wouldn't say about there's greater about who we are. There is something greater that holds us together or holds us and we can't hold ourselves. That's what we sense when we're together. We we see each other's faces. We love each other like a family. But there's yeah, there's definitely a broader draw than just people that are standing around in a group. It it's a sense of a calling, a sense of God's presence. I think. Um, that keeps us still wanting so badly to stay connected. So we pray for each other. We um, I mean, we're not perfect to be in family. We're not perfect at not judging each other, like you said. And and definitely by no means have we not had made mistakes and had difficulties. But I'm saying that they're the bigger narrative, like you're saying, the broader truth, the, the strength of, of what I believe would be otherworldliness in that sense, 
is what we're drawn to more than we're even drawn to each other. I, I just, I believe that, and I, I think my mom would agree that it, it wouldn't just be, like you said, something that we just do because we're family. We do because we need each other. We know we do. So, so yeah, it speaks to the bigger family, family of God, the, the kingdom of God. Um, that we want to stay connected to and desperately need. Yeah, you know? and I'm not, and, and just to be clear, I, um, as a disclaimer, we're, I'm not saying that, <laughs> I'm going to say this, but it's, it's going to sound terrible, but it's not. I'm not saying that every single um, hinkle or relation is the most godly person on earth. I'm trying but to say. But I just qualified in, that. Yeah, I didn't I'm, say we were perfect. I didn't say well, we I don't know. have I want to emphasize it because I'm feeling guilty about how bad my family. No, I'm just kidding. What? Uh, you didn't have any say so in that. No, I didn't. I'm saying my family's so much less and less less spiritual. Yours is yours is is good. It's better. I'm just don't. I'm, I'm just well, being I'm weird. sad for you, honey, but you didn't have a say so in that. No, I didn't. I was adopted. And that's what um, and, uh, so I was. You wouldn't have had a say so. I wouldn't have had a say so even if I was born into it. Um, Portable rug keeps coming and going under my feet. The um, that's a dog. If anyone's curious. Um, the uh, so yeah, you. I'm sorry that I missed you qualifying it, but the uh, I didn't quite say it the same way. Because what I want to get at is, and, and what I heard you saying, I think, was you know, just real people. But but the overarching theme in your household or your um, your extended household family was that that spiritual heritage is rich it wasn't in mine um, and so what is one thing that we've said okay so the, the idea behind today's podcast was supposed to be why do we get together as family what's important about that right well first thing is you said we said so far today is um, if you're not intentional about it it's not going to happen your family reunions have been intentionally planned they were they've been changed from the, the date has been changed I think one time <laughs> and they just recently changed out like seven or they years recently, ago yeah, moved it back decided, a little bit well they recently decided to let the whoever's planning it kind of decide about that we can based on where they can find a spot so yeah it's it shifted a little bit we're still trying to aim for the summer yeah so it's still a summer okay still summer but early summer right i don't think that's ever been later than june has it well like i said originally it was supposed to be around the fourth of july so late june is, was what it was um, traditionally for quite a while there but now it's yeah okay so now it's late may is when it seems to be happening right so um okay anyway the point of the matter is is if you're not intentional about it we were intentional but there was something it, it's not just intentionality that keeps your family together there's got to be something that you're you're clinging to your mother's side of the family is six is what you said right there's six of them mm -hmm. um and there's well there were six kids. that for our experiences there were six kids there mm -hmm. and they dominated the numbers of that family now they're down to half that right there's three of them remaining mm -hmm. yeah and um, yet we still gathered how many was there maybe 50 55 people there I mean we were yeah, 30 like of them yeah, right. <laughs> we were 22 we were, we were 22 of them we are now the patriarchs of mm -hmm. the younger versions um, but I mean there's uh, I was great when I, your dad just sitting there with tears welling up in his eyes while I get choked up thinking, <laughs> I get choked up stupid <laughs> because of all those kids and grandkids and great grandkids around him, you know, he's just, he's tenderized. It's like, life is like a tenderizing hammer. It just, <laughs> just, just softens you up over the years. That's actually not a bad metaphor. <laughs> but, well, um, and to be genuinely grateful that God has blessed the way he has. And we know that it's his blessing. It's not anything we've done. That's, I think, where my dad's heart lives. 
and and so so my idea is that there's something greater that that relationship with Christ has helped to keep for strong relationships within the family mm-hmm. even if not everyone in the family was perfect because no one's family ever is <laughs> and when I say perfect I mean um, I mean some people can look from even the outside well, and think well that, I know what that family's great I'm saying but the ones that were quote right or good or upstanding or anything like that yeah your family kind of worked like a church because it's big enough to be a church we even had mental illness in our family we have um some yeah extreme situations and and of course we have um uh, political issues and stuff like that i think it's still though that the bottom line to most and i could i could name really probably on one hand the ones of our families who who don't and I'm talking about extended down to the great grandkids who aren't in church. Um, there's very, very few of them. And that's what I mean by I believe that that heritage from really would be probably my great grandfather and maybe even before that, because I, I obviously didn't get to meet them. But they passed on a faith heritage that the Bible says will go on to the generations past you yeah. when you were faithful. You and know. that's evident, yeah. And so that's what we're thankful for. And truly, that's what we believe God has done. It's not anything that we have done. And, and in these normal situations and normal families with legitimately dysfunctional you know, situations and, and normal problems, we've watched God be faithful where we've honored him as best we knew how and trusted and always turned back to him. So I believe that is a glue that families need. And I think that's what I was saying about your family. And I'm sorry, I'm sad for that because I think that's probably what was missing. And in reality, your mom might even, if she had her you know, true um, cogn- cognition about her right now, would probably agree with us that that would have been a richness that they were missing in her own family. Just in the sense that um, the the life that she knew was about your this is my i guess just assessment from the outside but it ended up being about her dad's business and the money that came from that and 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 the the heritage of that more so don't you think than the life they had even even involved in church which i think they were irene and her husband like Clayton, right? They were in church, yeah. weren't they? They were. They, they would have been I, seen I, as you know, I don't know the answer to that question truthfully. I don't know if they were in church yeah, or that's not. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I do. So, my, like I said, most of my memories that about the them. Heritage that came through. Yeah, most of my memories. About, well, of course, in fairness, my grandfather passed away when I was like five. So I never really got to know Clayton. I got a picture of myself riding on his back. That's all I remember. Um, but uh, my. Uh, well, the reason I bring up church is that that is a also sense of family. And when you grow up with a sense of family one way or another, either in a church setting that makes you know you need family or in a family that also represents what I believe represents the church, then you've got, a, you've got that coming at both angles. You've got that value yeah. and that okay. valuable. Okay, so that, that, that brings me kind of to a thing. Uh, real quick, I wanted to say I do want to say that the, my love for music is something I carried away. Yeah, from oh, there because my as I mentioned my my uncle played the trombone and professionally my mother played classical and so every Christmas party and then when I of yeah. course I started singing I got a scholarship to school for singing and so all of a sudden every time there's a Christmas party Sonny and, and mom played the and piano and Greg mm-hmm. needs to get up and sing and I had to sing Oh Holy Night that I got to mm-hmm. my tenor chop, chops strung out at Christmas parties every year <laughs> um, but uh, but I think uh, Oh, geez, I, I did ADHD right back. And I'm trying to feel like defend my family. No, I'm not doing de- defending anybody. I'm I, not trying to attack them either. I'm no, trying to make an no, no, no. I don't. Of- I don't feel like we're trying to attack them. I, what I was gonna, what I was, I, but I didn't want to lose the thought about 
was important from your world and your growing up experience versus mine in the sense that there were good things that were happening in mine Absolutely. but and, and we we were both families were intentional about having and maintaining family because family's important but we lost uh, that because that was the only thing that mattered there wasn't anything greater your family on the other hand is continuing and at least when I started saying to go while not everyone's perfect in it there were enough while not everyone's faith was the strongest there was levels of strength and that's all of us so you know um, there was enough of a strength there to where it's being pulled from generation to generation does that make sense it's 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 living on whereas I don't I, I honestly don't know my, my dad's side of the family I couldn't I couldn't connect with anybody on his I don't know anyone on his side of the family my mom's side of the family when she passes away I, I don't have a, there, there's nothing but you on the other hand when you go to see your mother you're just as likely to spend time with her sister or or or, or other sorts of extended family than I ever would you get what I'm saying there there's a there's a there's a heritage that ties everybody together that makes the family knit tighter than that is more than just um, well, that's what just I meant obligation or responsibility because we're family we're family yeah. sticks together that's what I meant by a draw, because it's almost an invisible, it's literally an invisible. In fact, we, we don't get to see, I don't get to see very many of them as often as I would love to. But I, but I feel like, almost like really great friends that we've been close to wherever we've gone, mostly in our church. We would pick right back up wherever we've left off, and we would know each other's hearts, and right. we would be able to pray together and, and sense the other person's needs maybe in some ways that someone else might not pick up on. And that, I do believe, is the Holy Spirit. I believe yeah. that's why we have those connections, even in family. And I think they, like you're saying, they supersede that. They, they go beyond blood relations. They go beyond uh, even relationships that, that are strong. They, they can, in an immediate family, it's harder sometimes. And I think it's because the whole brother is born for adversity kind of thing. It's almost like you're almost, you know, siblings are supposed to be rivals or some, whatever. They're supposed to fight somewhat. But I think it can happen in a, in a nuclear family as well. And I do believe our, our own kids are trying really hard to permeate that in their own lives. I, I I'm so blessed and thankful that they look forward to trying to encourage each other in their faith. Um, they, I mean, they're not perfect at it, and they're obviously none of them in perfect places. Right, of, right, right. You know, growth to where we want them to be yet. But, but they're going that direction, and they long to be together for those reasons, I think. They love to worship together, and they love to, to um, look uh, at the scriptures together. They've, you know, some of them that have moved away have been saying, oh, I just miss Bible study so much, and it was just like the siblings and us for the most part a few extras you know so it's it's really awesome to me because i i hope and pray that for them that they'll have those connections and the depth of their longing to be together is eternal not just physically being in each other's presence you know it's it's deeper it's it's a longing to be with the family of god that's what i was trying to meet right. what i say by that because the fun part about our family or the thing i have loved about um, going back to these Hinkle reunions is there's various ones who have attached themselves to our family too and they're just going to come because they're part it's yeah. almost like again like a church family I'm going to be a part of this family because what I sense is what I want from God's family you know I want from the right. kingdom of God so that's really cool and I think my gra I know my grandpa would be thrilled to know that as well as um, further beyond him his um, you know father and whatever and 
relatives beyond him would know that that's what they were trying to uh, give to the next generation is that that love that sense of God's family that that kingdom purpose and I, I believe that I mean like I said it's not it's not a perfect scenario but it definitely is rich in heritage that way something okay. to be thankful for well I'm I'm gonna say that we've been at this for I don't know how long because I haven't been watching my clock um, but long enough so let's um, let's how, if you had to wrap this up what were the big ideas? I mean, I kept trying to bring them back around, but I can't remember. What was the, what was the most important thing to well, you, you that we talked about today? About that. Uh, yeah, I, it was... Well, that, okay, to me it is that you've got a family you're connected to, blood relatives that you know and love, but if you've got a spiritual connection in those same families, it's going to go deeper and richer. Mm-hmm. But you also can connect in very, very similar ways without blood relations into a church family who is the family of God, who's a kingdom um, of, you know, people searching after God's heart. And that's what connects you. That's what makes lasting relationships, not blood relatives, not um, even, you know, the old home place or memories. And like you said, not even familiar faces that you get together with once in a while, but, but there's got to be a deeper connection. And those those connections can be made even literally just in the local church if you don't have um maybe say you're literally an orphan and you have no siblings that doesn't mean that you cannot find those deep um relationships that you long to be with them and i believe that's what the family of god is so i think it's neat when you have a family um in this earth that represents that but if you don't have you can find one. I think that's a great word to wrap that up on. And so I'm going to say that's that. And um, I guess bring us to the end of this podcast and say thank you guys for coming along and paying attention today. And we'll catch you next time on Ask Mom and Dad. Thanks so much. Keep up.